we could really shift really quickly and just say, wait, why am I thinking that I'm going to wake up today and it's going to be a bad day? What, what's making me think that? And why does my thought mean that it's true? It takes just as much work to be unhappy as it does to be happy. You're just used to the unhappy. You can make a difference. And when you realize that you have a purpose and there's something more than just you, you start to feel better all around and experience joy and happiness and love of life. This is a beautiful place that we're visiting right now. It's amazing. Let's get the most out of it and the best from it, not sleepwalk through it. I'm not saying it's going to be a world peace all the time and we're not going to have any issues because it's unrealistic in my opinion, but I think we can get to a much better place that we're in, than we're in right now. And when you start noticing and witnessing and observing, becoming an observer of your thoughts and yourself, that's when you can start to make changes. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. Uh, my virtual world tour continues, and today I'm traveling to the New York area, and I'm super excited because we are going to talk mindset with a mindset coach. Her name is Pam Christian, and I mean, she has walked through fire and become stronger because of it. She is a mindset coach and you know I just love her perspective on how we can change on how we can change our mindset and as a result change our reality it's so crazy it most of it it's in the mind and today we're going to dig deeper into the mindset of champions so uh, buckle up and get ready welcome Pam Christian hi thanks for having me super excited to be here with you and uh, can we just talk like, uh, let's get right into it before we talk about you, which I'm also very interested in, uh, but mindset, what is really like to have a positive mindset or have like a champion's mindset, what does that entail? I mean, the first thing it entails is being aware. If you don't know what your mindset is and you're sort of just walking around kind of coasting and going through the day without noticing your thoughts. Yeah. You don't, you don't have control over how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're putting in your body. You're just kind of going with the flow and you're doing it on autopilot. But if you have self-awareness, if you're living consciously and not sleepwalking or in a trance-like state, you become more aware and in control of your perspective, how you see things, how you feel about things. We walk around and we don't challenge anything that goes in up here. We just take it as face value. So if I wake up and I'm feeling kind of crummy about myself or my day or my job, I just let that happen. Or most people just let that happen. I don't. Um, we could really shift really quickly and just say, wait, why am I thinking that I'm going to wake up today and it's going to be a bad day? What, what's making me think that? And why does my thought mean that it's true? I can shift that in a minute if I want. And then we talk about how you shift it. And how do we, how do we get that awareness? So first you have to want it. You have to want your life to change because we all talk about these things that we want from life. We, whether it's financial abundance, materialistic stuff, inward stuff, like being more in alignment, which is the key to me, but I don't want to judge people who want things that are external. Also, it's all great, but nothing can change. Nothing can happen if you don't want it to happen. So we can say that we want it to happen, but we have to take actions to make it happen. And it's not going to happen in a week. 
or a day or a month or a year. It takes time. And it's not like there's this destination that we're going to. It's like a process and we have to enjoy the journey. So you may not notice the changes in a month, but that doesn't mean they're not happening. So it's like by breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, taking it one step at a time, rather than this overwhelming amount of changes that you have to make and building on each change that you make over time. So settling in with one change, doing that for a while, and then adding to it when you feel comfortable and it's not too much and not putting too much pressure on yourself. But again, I'm just going to go back to the first thing is wanting to change it, wanting to do the work. You, we all, Well, so many of us sit around or walk around kind of unhappy and we're comfortable with that because it's safe. We know it. We know what to expect with that. It takes just as much work to be unhappy as it does to be happy. You're just used to the unhappy. Yeah, I love that. And what happened in your life for you to realize that you you have to better your your mind? So, I mean, there I faced more adversity than I'd like to have faced, but I think I faced that so I could be a voice to the other people to help them through their challenges and obstacles. And I won't go into everything right now because I have a book coming out and it's kind of going to go into that. But basically from a young age, I experienced adversity and um, I was living very low level, very unhappy, self-sabotaging behaviors, hurting other people, and I just got sick of it. So as a teenager, late teens, I decided I didn't want that anymore. And so I made some small modifications. Like I know I started to be aware of, ooh, this doesn't feel good when I do this to myself or when I self-sabotage this way or I undermine myself. And it was just something simple like that, noticing it didn't feel good. And then starting start to exploring why didn't it feel good. So it's really going inwards and looking at the things that work for you and the things that don't work. I noticed that you know when I took walks, I felt better. So I started to take more walks and little things like that, little shifts, they're tiny. They don't have to be this big thing. And then I had other challenges as life went on up until just a few years ago when I lost both of my parents. And each time I'd go through different set of challenges, I will ha- would have leveled up to another level um, in my life, but I'd still have to build on that if I wanted to keep um, having the resilience, the positive mindset, feeling good about life. And also the other thing is just noticing we're so egocentric. We're so about ourselves. And when we start to come from gratitude and contribution and noticing there's a world out there that's bigger than who we are as individuals, you start to feel like you you can have an impact. You can make a difference. And when you realize that you have a purpose and there's something more than just you, you start to feel better all around and experience joy and happiness and love of life. Yeah. I mean, the thing when when we talk about love of life, like how how do, but how do we get there? If you're a position at all and maybe listening to this and like, oh, mindset sounds good. I mean, I want to love my life, but it kind of sucks right now. Like, where do you like where do you start? Maybe you want to change, but you don't even know where to like get started. How about again? It's going to go back to awareness. So we go to bed and we have we listen to this podcast. We're like, I'm super motivated. Her energy is awesome. She's really great. And now I want some of that. And we're all into that. And we're like, we're leaving the room if we're together or I'm speaking somewhere or we're on this and you're you're done and you're like, I got it and I'm going to carry it with me. And then it's nighttime, you go to bed and you're still pumped and you're still got that energy, but you wake up and you forget. 
you forget about all of this and you go back to your normal life. So what's the first thing that you can do not to forget? Well, you can put a calendar reminder in your phone saying, today is going to be different. I'm going to focus on whatever the thing is that's important to you. Maybe smiling more, maybe starting to look for another job, maybe having better relationships and telling someone in your life you love them, maybe affirmations to yourself. So you put a reminder for that in your phone. You have a like little sticky pad and you have, before you go to bed at night, the night before, you put little sticky notes all over your house. So it's front of mind because what we focus on expands. And right now we are in the habit of focusing on what we don't like about our lives and what the lack is. And we need to start shifting our mind to what we do like, but it's hard to do that because we're not in those habits. So what are some things that can create those habits? The sticky pads, the reminders, you can um, take a dry erase pen and write on your mirror when you, um, So when you get up in the morning and brush your teeth, it's there. I am going to be focusing on three great things about the day all day long. Then at your, oops, on your desk at work, um, I got excited for a second. I I knocked my microphone out. (laughs) Um, And then on your desk at work, it's the same thing. You have notes all over the place. So all you see, oh, and then on your social media feed, stop following friends that make you feel inferior or jealous or people in bathing suits and start following. And not that you have to stop following all of it, but start following things that you're passionate about, that you love, that make you feel good, that lift your vibration up. And so when that starts to be what you're surrounding yourself with, it starts to just naturally become who you are. It takes time, but it starts to happen. But you have to be purposeful and intentional about it. Yeah. And Pam, you're a mom and you're, you have, like, how do you teach your kids positive mindset? And is that harder or easier than your client? I mean, first of all, I model it. So, I mean, every single day, it doesn't, trust me, if you, when you read my book, you'll know I have trauma, I have adversity, I have challenges, all those things, but I don't want to let that rule my life. So I, I, live a certain type of life because I'm very focused, very specific, and very driven towards that. And so my kids see it every day. And also the dry erase marker that I'm talking about, when they were younger, you know, I have twins, two are 18 and one 16 now, so they're older. But when they were younger, that would be on their mirror every single morning. I am beautiful. I am confident. I love life. And they'd wake up and they'd go brush their teeth and they'd be reading, I am this, I am that, I am that. Um, when I would, um, when they would get in trouble, instead of punishing them in a punitive way, I'd give them books like Dale Carnegie and Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell, and they'd have to read those books and give me a little summary on them because I'd want to infiltrate their brain with positive things. I cook them healthy foods. That doesn't mean that they don't go to Chick-fil-A all the time because they do, but I also nourish them with lots of love, food, um, and then we talk about things. We talk about their different ways to approach things from a mindset perspective, but it's also really important to let them have their feelings. And if they're having a crummy day, it's okay. Let them have that, but just don't let that be seven days a week. We all feel bad sometimes. It's not like you don't let yourself feel that way. You just can't unpack and live there. That's awesome. And uh, let's go back, Pam, to until you were a kid, what did you dream about when you were a kid? Like, what was life growing up? I mean, I just dreamed about being happy again, or I was in survival mode, to be honest with you. And I dreamed of a life where um, I had more friends, I had more freedom, I felt better about myself, but it was such a far away dream. I couldn't even imagine, I was, I had the victim mentality and I couldn't even imagine that as a possibility for myself. And if you ask relatives or people who I knew back then, 
would this be who I am today? I don't think anyone would think this would be where I am, but those were my dreams. Those were my aspirations, but I had to get out of my own way in order to unlock the door for that. And, and how did you do to get out of your own way? I mean, you know, I've been alive for a lot of years now, so it took a long time and there are, you know, different things throughout my journey. So like, now I'm at a place where, and I know you're asking from before, like what I'm doing meditation or, you know, things like that, that are at a different level. But back then it was just like, you know what saying, you know, you're doing the best you can in the moment, Pam, like give yourself a break or, um, being a li- finding something to be compassionate about towards myself or, you know what, I really don't like this life that I have. So at 16 or 15, I can't remember how old I was. I, I bought Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins because I wanted something else. I just wanted it so desperately. I was so unhappy. And that showed me that there was something else out there. So I was just trying to find things and I didn't know what would work and I didn't know what would resonate with me, but I was, voraciously reading and looking at things anywhere and everywhere. And most importantly, I guess I would say is I had a voice within myself and it was small and it was whispering to me and I could barely hear it, but I could hear it a little. And that little voice, and you all have it, it's called our inner voice. It's called our guidance. It's called our divine self, our higher power, our intuition, whatever it is. The clearer you get with it and the more you listen to it and see that it's guiding you in the right direction, the louder it's going to get. And so I really followed that voice hesitantly because it was hard for me to trust myself because I was just in such a bad place. I mean, talking about happiness, like... What does that even mean? Like, what what is happiness to you? It's resonance. It's alignment. It's feeling good in my own skin. It's feeling good in my body. It's not caring what others think. Not not caring what others think because I'm going to go out there and not be a good person, but because I am so good with myself that, you know, nothing else matters. I feel so good about my life. I feel so good about the person I am. It doesn't mean I can't be better and doesn't mean there's not room to improve and that I don't make mistakes but I don't beat myself up for those. I look at them. I examine myself. Self-examination is huge. Looking at yourself and being okay with the things that aren't good just as much as you're okay with the things that are good and learning those things about yourself so that you can improve yourself. So many people want to avoid them. They don't want to look at the painful stuff about themselves. They just want to be in a good place all the time or not a good place, but pretending like they're in a good place so they numb out. But when you look at the heavier stuff, the more difficult stuff, that's where the juice is. That's where the real, real magic happens. And the only way to get to the other side, joy, happiness, freedom, whatever you want to call it, is by going through that stuff. And everyone has that stuff, maybe at different levels, but everyone has that, those challenges, those weaknesses, those place areas of that need improvement within themselves because we're not perfect beings and we never will be. Yeah. And talking about if, like, is success and happiness the same thing? I don't know if I would say it's the same thing. And I think success means different things. Success used to mean to me, you know, I was, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I was also a top realtor in the luxury market at the same company you're at. And I did that for a lot of years. And I, it was a lucrative job. And people would say that's success. And I did that as a single parent of three kids. And people would say, you're at the pinnacle. And I left when I was on a really high note in a good place. But to me, success is being happy with my life. So yes, actually, I guess I just circled back to what you said. Yeah, I guess success for me is happiness, but for someone else, it might not be. And it doesn't matter for each person, whatever it is for them. 
as long as it's fulfilling for them, as long as they feel filled up. Can we just talk about that for a moment? So, so you were very successful in real estate and then like, why did you want to move on to something else and why didn't, didn't it fulfill you? Um, I think what happened was um, a few years ago, I was just, I was tired, you know, you're, you're in the luxury market too. It's demanding. And if you work at a high level, which I do in anything I do, I like to do the best and give my best. It's a lot. People have really high expectations, rightfully so. We make a lot of money. They they have they they deserve the very best. But I got to a point where one, it was just too much, and two, I didn't feel like I was living my purpose. And I loved it, and I don't have any regrets. And I thought it was an amazing career for me, and it gave me so much, and I gave it so much. And then actually, my parent, my mom passed, uh, my dad passed away, and shortly after, my mom passed away, Sorry. and I was still struggling with: Do I leave this job? You know, it's affording us a really great lifestyle and it's all these awesome things. Um, and after both of them passed, I was like, you know what? It was unexpected. So I, 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 it was a total shock when they each passed. So I was like, life is too short. And so I wanted to find something with more meaning, something that was purposeful for me that had a purpose that, that spoke to me. And I didn't even know what that was going to be. I had to take some time off to figure it out. And, um, here I am. Yeah. I mean, isn't it interesting how life happens, you know? And uh, sometimes we need to get that reminder, like what what's the meaning of life? I mean, I went with, with my wife to Sedona this weekend and for anyone who hasn't oh, been, it. It, it has such a, it's so beautiful, first of all, but it also has a sp- specific vibration, where I don't know, you get so calm and then you get back to LA and it's like, oh, bah, 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 bah. it's like, it makes you question things, right? Like, what is it to? Well, there's a special energy there. It's a special energy, you know. And and I I've realized this many times in my life, being like being very successful in a given field or making a lot of money or becoming a world medalist doesn't necessarily mean that you have a good life, uh, because we see it all the time. And that's why I'm 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 writing, I'm coaching, I I am hosting this podcast to give voice to to incredible people like yourself and trying to redefine the concept of success. I mean, it could be to be the number one real estate agent or become an actor or whatever, but it could also be, you know, having a great life with your friends, your family. And how do you find that to walk hand in hand? That I think that's that's the challenge that a lot of people are facing, you know. I think a lot of people don't know yet what makes them happy, what's filling them up. They're doing what society has taught them to do. So we're all striving for these things to check off these boxes and think that once we check them off, I mean, I got married when I was really young. I was engaged at 22. I was married, had three kids before I was 30. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I got the white picket fence. I got the two dogs. Um, Then I had the career. He had the career. And yet I still wasn't fulfilled. So I was following the program. According to the way it was supposed to be. I should have been the happiest person in the world. I had everything. Yeah. And yet I was still so empty. And at no of no one's no one's fault, I mean, at all. 
but I didn't know. And I think the thing is people have to start to look at, okay, I'm at this job. This is making me lots of money. I'm good here, but let's take some time each night to see what fills me up. What do I love doing? What's really good for me? What is nourishing? What nourishes my soul? And so it doesn't mean that has to become your job. It just means it has to become a part of your life somehow. So if you still love what you're doing, whether you make money doing it, you don't make money, but it's not the thing that is your passion and you need to pay the bills, that's okay. Keep doing that. But make sure you find an hour each day to learn what it is that fills you up. And then when you learn what it is, start doing that more and more often because that is the magic. That's where you're going to be super happy, super joyful, and feel even more successful. Yeah. But how do we get out of that checkbox philosophy that a lot of people have? I mean, I even saw, saw it this weekend, like people, were, we went to a hike called Devil's Bridge. I don't know if you uh, know what it is, but it's, it's a hike and you go to this bridge and, and, and people were lining up like to take pictures. And I, I did too. And I wanted a picture because it looks so fucking cool. But also I'm, I'm just like, am I doing this to enjoy it or am I doing it to, to, to just, just like a checkbox, right? And I don't want to live my like my life checking things off. I want to live my life to experience things. Uh, so how do we get out of that checkbox philosophy? Well, I think being in the moment is really important. And I think that's what you're referring to rather than the checkbox. And I think the way to do it is you, we need to clear our minds. The only way to know what's what's what, what's resonant for me isn't what necessarily will be resonant for you. And we can't ima- expect that what we're told is that everyone on the planet should follow the same plan, check the same amount of bo- same, same boxes. How could that possibly be? We're born as unique beings with new unique personalities and more importantly, unique purposes and missions here on life to um, accomplish. And the way to do that, in my opinion, is clear your mind. And the way to clear your mind is to spend some time in silence every single day. And it doesn't have to be the buzzword right now, which is meditation. It doesn't have to be this big formal practice. It could be a walk. It could be while you're washing the dishes. It could be sitting on your couch. And the more you sit in silence, which no one wants to do, because guess what happens when we sit in silence? We have to face ourselves and the thoughts that are going through our minds and the what ifs. And there are lots of negative thoughts that go through our minds on a given day. Um, over 70% of our thoughts are negative, And that's crazy. But the more you sit in silence, the more you accept those negative thoughts and then let them pass through so they release. And the more they pass through and release over days, weeks, months, years, because I've been doing this for over 20 years, the clearer your mind becomes. And the clearer your mind becomes, the louder your intuition, your inner voice, your guidance becomes. And when you have your guidance and you're in touch with your soul, that's when you know what you're supposed to do. But the thought of even broaching that and getting there is so overwhelming to people and so like, I can't do that. I'm not even going to start or I'm going to start. But you know what? I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I wound up going out with friends and drinking on Thursday. So now I'm never going to be able to do it again. But so what? You do that on Thursday and on Friday, get back up and try again. Or you forget on Friday, do it on Saturday, or you forget for a week, do it the next week. Just because you don't do it every day for the rest of the year doesn't mean you can't keep doing it and bringing it back into your life. We do it and then we fall off and then we get back on. But silence is key. Solitude. Um, it's the only way to get to know yourself. I mean, to get to know yourself, that's, 
it's a hard thing, right? Because you have to be totally honest with yourself. And uh, one thing that I've realized is that most of us, we, we have different personalities. Like we, ha- we are one way with ourselves when we're by ourselves and then we're another person on the outside, right? And I think like my perspective and what I've learned is that in order to be truly happy, they need to align. Like when you are the person on the inside outward, then you're truly like you show up. It doesn't mean that you are always happy, but at least you show up as the person you are. And I mean, being congruent, that's something that I work on every day as a martial artist, because I can, I can sit here on this podcast and say all these amazing things. But if, if I don't show up as that person in my own life, you know, what does it mean? You know, and, and uh, I'm curious in your life, what do, what do you struggle with like living up to having this mindset and how do you work with that when you do struggle? I mean, I guess like an example would be, I don't go out much. I'm not super social, despite what it might seem like I'm an introvert. And, um, I have a very small circle and, um, and I used to be the complete opposite. It was always out, always keeping myself busy, but I was invited to a barbecue recently and it was important to my boys, their twins, they just graduated and it was like a graduation thing. And I didn't want to go. I never want to go. And it's not because the people there were bad or anything like that. So they wanted to go, my kids. So I decided to go. And this time it's everyone's drinking. I don't drink. And, um, I wanted to go home early and all these things. And I decided, so sorry, this is my quick story. So I decided I'm just going to be totally honest when I'm there. And so I told them, I'm like, listen, I'm here. And they knew this about me anyway, but I'm like, I'm here. It's not really the thing I want to be doing, but I'm really glad I came. But just so you know, I'll be leaving early, earlier than everyone else. And I'm not drinking. I have a podcast in the morning. I want to show up at a high level. And I'm just not going to be doing that stuff anyway. And they were so appreciative. And I'm the outlier. I always am wherever I go because I am true to myself. But the challenge was to actually not just go, and fake it to go and tell them, to tell them how I was feeling and to tell them about it. And they were so cool. They were so like embracing and they were like, they asked me questions and they wanted to know why I was like that and what it felt to be different and why I didn't want to drink. And you don't want to drink? Like, no, not really. I'm pretty fun without alcohol. Um, So that would be something that, like that was a challenge for me. Um, But I think I'm at a place in my life and it took me a lot of work to get here where I don't really compromise myself. You, there's no mask here. What you see is what you get and you like it or you don't like it. I'm not here to please everyone. And, but I am here to please myself and I do that every day. I love that. But isn't that also a, a thing for high achievers? Because I recognize everything you say, I recognize myself, like the reason why, like, I, I, I don't love going to parties either because I am working on my mission, my vision. So I know if I go out, tomorrow is going to be ruined. And I have all these goals that I want to do. So I think it's a, like some type of discipline. Do you agree with that? Or I think that I also think I don't like small talk. I only want to talk to someone if we can get really deep, if I can really get to know you. And these parties, they're they are great for people, but it, it's fluff. I want to know the person. I want to connect with them. So I agree with what you just said. I have habits. I get up at like 5, 4.35 a.m. I'm really driven. I have this mission for the world. I want to help heal humanity. And to do that, just like you just said, we, we can't be doing the other things. But also, I get really bored by the small talk and the whether it's about 
you know, high school for my kids or my own, oh, what is she wearing today? Where'd you get those shoes? It's just not for me. So it's also that part. That's why I love having a podcast because I get to talk about these deep things Yeah, that you, you can't even talk to with your friends sometimes because I, that's a weird question, but <laughs> here you can ask anything and you can actually connect. And I like, I love connecting with human beings, like really connecting and talking and getting to know like how, we, how do we think and act as human beings. Uh, that being said, Pam, I, I want to go like a, uh, one step deeper and, and I kind of talk hot, heart to heart. And would you mind sharing like, what was the worst day of your life and how did it change you as a human being? I've had a few worst days of my life, believe it or not. So I think um, I'm going to start more recently only because of this book that's coming out and I'm not sure that I'm ready to go there because the launch of it is kind of be going to be that for me. It's going to be, it's very emotional for me and just not ready. Um, but I guess I would say it would have to be my mom's passing and it's not that my dad's wasn't difficult, but my mom, um, it was completely unexpected. We were supposed to have plans with her and, you know, well, my sister really found her, but we found her and she had passed away and it was just heartbreaking and the day before my birthday and totally unexpected. And it was the worst day of my life just because I lost my best friend. Not just my mom, but you know, she was my person. She's my confident. She's my go-to. She helped me with my kids, just everything to me. And she had been with me by my side through all of my challenges throughout life. So, but at the same time, it changed me because it's all about seizing the day. We are on this earth. We're programmed in a certain way. And you asked me a question before, like, how do we change? We need to deprogram. We need to unravel the conditioning that's been happening. And I had a fast forward. Um, like, um, what was I going to say? Not a fast forward, but I had like an accelerated pass to that when she passed away because something clicked in me and I guess it was my dad and then my mom, but during my dad, when he passed, I was very hard on myself during the grieving process. This was a little different. And I was just like, are you kidding me? All this happened in my life when I was younger and now, and then I get divorced, which is never fun. And then my dad passes. And then right after my mom passes, no, uh -uh, I'm not living life like this anymore. I am figuring things out. I am going to enjoy every moment of every day. I am going to see things from a new lens, from a childlike lens. I am going to look outside and see these animals that are roaming our neighborhoods that are so beautiful. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, that's here. It's so annoying. Or why are the squirrels everywhere? Now I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, and so I guess what it taught me was to, it, it brought out the best in me. And it taught me to love my, my, the people around me. It taught me to love you. It taught me to love the people who are watching this. It taught me we're all one and we need to help each other. And we are in a crisis mode right now. Our world is not in a good place. And we need to shift that so we can each, we're, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And I know this is so cliche, but it's so true. And since we don't know what it's going to bring, this is a beautiful place that we're visiting right now. It's amazing. Let's get the most out of it and the best from it, not sleepwalk through it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Pam. And I, I'm curious, though, like, like, what do you want to say to those people out there now that they are, you know, they make good money, they have a good career, but they know, like, 
at the core, this is not who I am or what I want to be doing. And then they listen to you and they say, like, wow, she actually took that leap. So how, like, what do you want to say to them? How do you do that? Well, first of all, fear is a very, very, very ugly controlling thing. There's nothing to be afraid of because if you fall down, you'll get back up. And if you can't get back up on your own, call Peter, call me, we'll help you. And if you're not ready to make the shift, I'll give you one thing you could do right now to get yourself more comfortable and ease into it. And if you're making a good living and you're talking about that person that you just described, start giving. Give where you live. So take some of your paycheck and contribute to someone. People are in dire straits financially right now with this pandemic. It doesn't have to be this big charity where you're not sure where your money's going, even though those need it just as much. Your friends need it. Your neighbors need it. People in your community need it. Go make a meal for someone. Or if you just write, want to write a check and drop it off or drop some cash up, do something that is giving to someone else. You're going to start to see how good that feels. Oh my God, it feels amazing. And then you're going to want to do more of that. And then you're going to start to catch that feeling and you're like, oh, I'm going to want more and more. And then you can start making those shifts, um, not just giving money, but giving of yourself and giving, doing things that you want to do that you've been afraid to do. You'll see, you'll gain more confidence and you'll start to do those things. So do you believe in abundance? I manifest abundance every single minute of my day. And for people that have a hard time believing in that and just like, oh, this is, this is just a whole bunch Whatever. of woo, woo, woo. Or yeah. crap or woo-woo, like, like what do you want to tell them? Because I know like it's sometimes what you, what you need to hear is not what you want to hear, right? So I think there are a few things. One, I totally understand why people don't get it because it's not like you're like, oh, I want to have money or I want more of this and it's going to come and happen. But you are a co-creator of your own reality. And on almost every podcast that I'm on, I say, if you haven't listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza, go listen to him, go follow him because he really talks about it from a scientific perspective. And a lot of people have trouble believing it unless they can ground it in something really firm like science. And so what it is, is it's, we, we are co-creators of our own reality and we're co-creating with the universe. So what you focus on, like I said before, expands. So if you focus on abundance, not, ooh, I, they have this. I wish I have that, had that because really what that is is lack. It's, that's talking about what you don't have and what you want. We're talking what do we have and what can we have more of? So you focus on gratitude. So every day, my cousin and I, every morning, text each other a gratitude list. All the things we're grateful for. Well, we do 10 things a day. And those 10 things start to grow and increase. And we start focusing on more and more of those things. And more and more of those things start showing up in our lives because that's where our minds are. That's where our eyes are. That's where our third eye is. And when our third eye is our pineal gland and it's calcified right now, but when you start opening it, I'm not going to get too crazy with that. You can Google that. Um, but when you start to open it, you can really start to see, wait, we're not, we are coming from our five sense personality, but we're multidimensional person, uh, people, beings who can create so much more than we think we can. And the people who are wary of the manifestation, go read books on it. Be open to it. I'm not saying you have to buy into it or you have to believe it, but if there's a chance it works, why not go that direction versus the direction you're in right now? It's so much better. 
I agree. And I mean, you talk a lot about, you talk about healing the world and healing, like, what does that mean for you? Like, what do you, like, what's your mission? Uh, my mission is basically to heal humanity, help to heal humanity by inspiring and motivating others to live their best lives. And the best way I can help that doing that is to heal myself. And we have a ripple effect. And when I start healing myself, and well, I'm not fully healed. None of us are, but I'm not, I, not when I start healing myself, when I'm in the healing process, I'm able to come from love. So I will give of myself over and over and over again. And I really don't care about rejection. And I'm not even talking about romantic rejection. I don't care if people push me away or don't want it or whatever, because I know my heart's open and I'm coming from this place of love. And the more we can come from love, the more we can bring light into the world. And that's my responsibility. But I can only do that for myself and then I can give that to others. But I'm not asking others to do that. When I start giving that to others, they're naturally going to do that because they're going to be inspired because they're going to see how great it feels, how energizing it is, how nice it is for someone to do that for them and they're going to want to pay it forward. Yeah, and I mean, but how do you stop caring about rejection? I think that's like a like a big thing that we all have, like we don't want to be rejected. And what I've noticed, I'm, I've almost done 200 podcasts now. Uh, I met so many incredible people and most of the people that are doing amazing stuff is just because like if we, if we take away everything and just like really know why are you doing this, I want to be loved. Like most people just want to be loved. Uh, so can we just talk talk about that? Like, how do we deal with rejection then? Well, two things. One, I, you said most people want to be loved. Yeah. The best way to be loved is to love yourself. Yeah. When you start loving yourself, it, first of all, it won't matter if others love you, but others are going to start to love you because you're going to have this energy, this aura about you, and people are going to be attracted to you, and you're going to be a magnet. But the rejection thing is start small. Pay for someone's toll. Well, I guess we have easy pass now, so that doesn't make sense. Get someone a cup of coffee. No one's going to reject you when you're like, hey, or when someone forgets their checkbook or their something, their money for at the grocery store, I'll usually pick up the bill. And I'm not saying everyone can afford to do that, but someone maybe um, drops a bag of chips at the grocery store, pick it up for them, say, here, sorry, I noticed you dropped this. Um, do something small. It doesn't have to be declaring or professing your love to someone. It doesn't have to be with someone that you have conflict with that you feel might reject you. It just is something so simple and small. Someone's jacket falls off their chair or give a stranger a compliment. Like, I give compliments out all day long and they're not fake compliments because I see beauty in everyone I meet, but do it with people that are strangers because they're likely not going to reject you. And if they do, because they're grumpy or not in the mood to be nice or they're shocked. I, I always say to people, I, sm I love when I smile at people, people look at me like I'm crazy. Why is she smiling? Does she know me? She must know me. I don't remember her. No, I don't know you. I'm smiling at you. We're humans. We're making contact with each other. But if you do it with people you don't know, the rejection isn't, even if they do reject you, it's not going to feel as painful. You build up the confidence. Your heart gets stronger. And then you can do it with people you do know. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I, I agree with you, like being, being kind. And I always go back to what my yoga teacher says, because I'm a fighter, you know, I, I'm, I'm taught to be tough, to don't show any weakness, but I'm also a martial artist. And my yoga teacher said, always says this, put your head in your heart. And I think it's been so helpful for me to understand, okay, 
if you put your head in your heart, like try to, like, how does this pe person feel? Like, how can I do something of good in this world? And uh, I want to talk about, like, I just have a couple of more questions. So for people that have been struggling now, you know, being at home three, four months, they lost their job. They're like mentally um, not in a good place or where they want to be. Like, how do we, like, what should they do right now? They want to get back to it. Like, oh, I'm tired of this. I want to create a good life. I mean, one, you got to start small because if you're climbing out of a hole and you're, I use the well an analogy, as an analogy, you're at the bottom of a well, you're not going to be able to get to the top. Even if someone throws a rope down there right away, it takes time to pull you up. So start small. Gratitude and giving are always the top two things I say. Making sure every morning when you wake up, you, you can be grateful for life. You could be grateful for your big toe. I don't care what it is. Find something to be grateful for and find some way to give. And it doesn't have to be financially. Those are two things that I always would say. But also, self-care is important. So how are you feeling in the morning? Are you feeling like, oh, I have to get up and get out and I have nothing going on? What's something that you can do that will make you feel good? Would a bottle of water make you feel good? Would taking a bath make you feel good? Would going for a walk or a run make you feel good? Would getting back into bed for 15 minutes make you feel good? Would knowing you can come home and watch Netflix make you feel good? What is some a face mask? Whatever it would be. What is something that you can say to yourself sometime during the day today, I'm going to do this for myself and it's going to relax me. It's going to make Make me feel good and I'm going to be happy that I got to nourish myself because the more you take care of yourself, the stronger you'll get and the more mentally strong you will get. And that's what we need. We need to get mentally strong so that our heart can be stronger and we can give and we can love and we can get back and we can receive. And it's all like a back and forth type of thing. You have an, an amazing energy, Pam. And uh, you know, how do you use your energy the best? Because it seems like energy in a way is infinite, but we are also, we don't have, we only have a certain amount of hours in a day and we do get tired as human beings. If we're uh, around uh, negative energy, if we do too much, like how do you work on putting your energy into the positive things that can actually change humanity and your life? I mean, I create a life by design at this point for myself. So I, I know that people drain me all the time. So I work for myself. I work from home. I make sure that I, in between work, I step outside. I get some fresh air. I take walks. I'm constantly replenishing my own self-care. So my gas tank isn't just on full, it's on overload so that when I'm around someone who might drain me, I'm not on empty already and then going to even lower than empty, which is not, not, not possible, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so like most people are walking around and if your gas tank, it's full here and it's empty here, most people are here. And then something happens and it knocks them to here. And then one more thing happens and it knocks them to here. I'm always here. And if something happens and it knocks me to here, I know what to do to get myself back up here, but I'm never lower than here because I'm always filling myself up and it's not selfish. First of all, it's the best thing I can do for my children yeah. and it's the best way I can model for my children. It's the best thing I can do for myself and it's the best thing I can do for anyone out in the world that I'm trying to help. If I don't take care of myself, I can't be of any good to anyone else. I think that's a great lesson and also being like, you have to almost be hard on that. Like you can't have like, 
I used to have a lot of people in my life just because we were longtime friends. A reality check, you you have to be around people that loves you, that wants you to succeed, that is lifting you up. I mean it's called oh, boundaries for a reason. Yeah, but it's hard. It's only hard, I think, at the beginning. But once you see the results of the hard um, conversations that you have to have, and I've had conversations where it's like, because again, I'm antisocial. So a lot of people think, oh, I might not like them or why doesn't she want to come out? And I'm always like, look, this is me. Take it or leave it. I totally get it if it doesn't work for you. If you're offended by the fact that I don't want to go out, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I'll go for a walk with you any day. We can talk on the phone, but this is me. And I give them the choice and I'm not offended if they choose not either because it just means it's nothing wrong with me and it's nothing wrong with them. It's just not a good match, but I'm not going to compromise myself to make someone else happy. Yeah. And, uh, I want you to imagine yourself uh, being 87 years old. Uh, you're sitting in your rocking chair in your favorite spot in the world, maybe overlooking the ocean or a mountain, or uh, I'm not sure. Maybe you can share that with us. And you're contemplating about life. Uh, what do you want to have seen in order to feel like, wow, this was a good run? And I mean... <laughs> I like the visualization. Well, I mean, I definitely want to see my kids and my grandkids. There's no question about that. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, and other than that, I want to see people happy. I want to see people healing themselves. I want to see people loving each other. I want to see us in harmony, in more peace, in a better space. And I actually think it's possible. I'm not saying it's going to be a world peace all the time and we're not going to have any issues because it's unrealistic in my opinion, but I think we can get to a much better place that we're in than we're in right now. Yeah. Love that. And final question for the day. This is the million dollar question. Uh, we're all about uh, sharing stories and tools, but at the end of the day, I want people to change or make the changes that they want to do, like live their best life. That, that will make me happy that this moment, this hour that we spent together actually mattered in someone's life. Uh, so for the people that have been listening now and are still here, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, what should they do right now to get started with their dreams? Like what's the first step? Before I answer that, you said you wanted to matter and you want people to watch this and it's a matter and you impacted me today. So it already mattered Thank just you, so man. you know. So Thank mission you, accomplished man. for you. Thank you. Um, what's the first thing that they should do? I think I started with it. It's start noticing your thoughts, being aware, noticing what's going on, noticing how your body feels in moments, both good and bad. When you start to know what's going on, your thoughts, how you're feeling, then you can start to know what's working for you and what you like and what you don't like. But when we're walking around and not noticing, not observing, it's almost like if you had a friend and you would be saying to them, oh, you don't look happy. You, you look like you're miserable. What could we do to make you feel better? Say that to yourself. Oh, wait, you're in a really good place now. What does happiness feel like for you? How is it? In, how are you embodying it? How, what is happening that's making you feel that way? And when you're in a negative headspace, 
Ooh, what's going on? Are you around people that are making you feel bad? Are you around people that are toxic? Is it something that your own negative self-talk is making you feel this way? And what does it feel like in your body? Is you, do you have a headache? Is your, you know, feel like butterflies in your stomach? Is there anxiety? And when you start noticing and witnessing and observing, becoming an observer of your thoughts and yourself, that's when you can start to make changes. Yeah. Pam, Christian, thank you so much for your time. If people want to connect with you and I mean, uh, you, you have a book coming out, talk about that. And like, uh, I want to read that because you were, you were tricky today. I was trying a couple of times, but you are sticking to your schedule, which I love. I am, but I'll come back if you want. Yeah, um, let's do it. The book is going to come out in the fall and it's basically the adversity I went through. And at the end of each chapter are tips to get over challenges. So every chapter will have a challenge and how to overcome that challenges, challenge and tips and takeaways of what you can do. And they're easy. It's a base. It's not a literary genius book. It's just basic. Um, and then if you want to reach out at Pam Christian with two N's at the end of Christian, like the religion, but an extra N is my Instagram account. Um, w, oh, not W, the Pam Christian group.com. I just dated myself and um, Pam at the Pam Christian group.com. So those are three ways, email, Instagram, and my website. Awesome, Pam. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm grateful that we met virtually. Uh, I hope we can meet in person and I can give you a hug. In the meantime, here's a virtual hug. <laughs> you too, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great show. Awesome. And thank you, everybody, for listening and watching the I Love Success podcast. As you know, my mission is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. But right now, you are the most important person to me. And if you've listened so far, take these advices and tools and maybe use one thing to better yourself and better your life. That would make me super happy. And as you know, my, my goal makes me wake up pretty early and uh, I really have to fight to accomplish this. And I, I could use your help. So if you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with somebody that needs to hear this message. Give us a review on iTunes. We always love the five stars and a little comment. That makes my heart sing and it makes me keep going, you know, putting all on all this show, making the research. It is a lot of work. I love doing it, but I also love getting some feedback from you guys. And if you are struggling with something now, if you have a goal or a dream and you, you want to share that with me, reach out to me on Instagram at Peter Jumrukovsky. If you can't spell it, Google it, start Googling it, you'll, it will come up. Or just email us at info at IL Success. That's it for today. Thank you so much, guys, and talk to you soon.